Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, mate, he's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back. Let's start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mauer. Beep you. And Moshko. Can that I confused kick me. It? Can I kick it? <laughs> yes. Yes, you both can kick it. <laughs> what am I kicking? Uh, the Eternals, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they're already being kicked enough by the critics. Yep. Ooh. So welcome to the Friday show. Uh, those comic-related current events are in theaters now for, for all of you. Actually, it was probably in theaters last night for all of you. That's, um, that's out? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's why we're doing this show. Makes we, sense. We're, pl- we're placating to the algorithm gods right now, and today we're going to be talking about the Celestials because gods. we couldn't quite figure out what Eternals-related stuff we should do. Interesting. <laughs> So I figure the biggest thing is going to be the the Celestials. The most important thing that you're going to get from this movie is the Celestials. So let's talk about the Celestials. Uh, and they have recently gone through a pretty dramatic shift, we'll say, in Marvel. So they might require a little bit more uh, breakdown later on. But for right now, let's give you the uh, the quick and dirty of things. Um, so yeah, quick giant, and dirty. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The giant, giant, <laughs> giant yeah. robotic gods, quick and dirty. Are they robotic gods? Well, they, they're they supposed... Jack Kirby created them based on the idea of um, alien beings that evolved humanity. So, like, you know how a lot of people believe that um, uh, Egyptian culture, there was aliens involved, that is the reason that humanity aliens. evolved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Jack Kirby essentially wanted that as the, as the Celestials. So he took that concept and made them the Celestials. Here's what we need to realize. Back in the days, the Marvel method had lots to do with LSD <laughs> and less to do about linear stories. Well, so th- what they wanted to do is answer questions like, how come Bruce Banner gets hit with, with gamma rays and doesn't die? You know, how come certain people get stuff that happens to them all the time, but for some reason they get superpowers where other people don't? So, and the way that they explain that is genetic modifications from the race called the Celestials who tamper with first humans and create deviants, eternals, and mutants, essentially. Um, so they come to the Earth in, in four waves. The first one's called the Host. They're all hosts. But the first host, they come to a planet and they give it life. Uh, the second host, they come to see how their life is doing. Uh, and they want to see whether or not the deviants are more powerful or the eternals essentially take over. Uh, and if it's more deviant-based, then they just kind of eradicate the world and start over. If it's more eternals-based, then they, they, they let it flourish and keep going. Uh, but when they show back up, the deviants kind of took over everything. Um, and this is where, and the reason they didn't involve themselves is because the Celestials told the Eternals they could not involve themselves with man. And then they kind of changed their mind. It was like, look, if you let that happen again, I'm wiping you all out. Uh, and then the third, was it the third or the fourth wave is when they, the gods got involved and the gods were like, uh, we got to stop you here. That's when like Odin, like Odin and um, uh, Zeus 
did not fare well when they when they tried to go up against the Celestials. And if you're longtime Marvel fans, you know Odin is kind of like what the major powerhouse. So the fact that he couldn't touch a Celestial. Did anybody ask for this story before they wrote it? Do you think people were going, I wonder why? Or at that point, were people just accepting to it? No, I just think it's the, 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 the world of comics and shared continuity that you need to answer questions. I mean, that is, in turn, what comics are, is the answer of questions later on down the road. I mean, to this day, the reason why we're doing this show is because if you were to Google Celestials right now, the answer you get is not true based on what we've been getting in Marvel Comics over the last couple of years. So retcons and changes to characters happen all the time, uh, and that's we're, we're seeing that play out with the Celestials, with Jason Aaron's run, with with what Danny Cates has been recently doing, uh, with um, the Ultimates run, was uh, Al Ewing's run. They've made so many altercations to... Uh, alterations. alterations. Thank you. I, I altercations. Mean, you, you can say altercations, because totally they added a lot of <laughs> fights and wars, so you can say altercations. Um, but those changes that they've made, uh, I have a feeling are going to you're going to see play out in the movie. And I believe the movie is going to dictate the way the Marvel cosmology will be moving forward. Uh, so that's where we are. That's why we're here with the Eternals. And I'm the- excited about it. No, no you're, you're not. not. <laughs> but to be fair, look, this, what, this, this next phase is cosmic stuff, which Maurer hates, and new Avengers, which I hate. Or not new Avengers, <laughs> young Avengers. So this is not our time, but our time's coming because we've got things like Moon Knight and, you know, and My you know, time Ghost Rider. My time is now. You can't see me. So uh, (laughs) let's let's go ahead. And first off, you've seen some of the Eternals already or some of the Celestials already. So Esau and the Searcher was the first one we saw. And what movie did you see Esau and the Searcher? Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. So that one dude we saw in Guardians holding that big staff. And Esau is essentially the dude who goes out and looks for worlds and life forms to manipulate. And as we saw with the Infinity Stone, he wipes out that that planet uh then they released some uh what was it called concept art i guess it was concept art wait if he could destroy that planet how come they're so small in the movie who's so small aren't the celestials in the movie don't they show them fighting the eternals and well the the same size no No, those are the deviants you were way off my friend (laughs) all right so let's run this back then so deviants mutants and and Eternals is essentially what they okay. Okay, let's take this back to the. I, I, you just screwed me all up here. Let's go back. Let's just start from the beginning. Um, so let's talk about the firmament. So this is this is Al Ewing's run on Etern- on uh, the Ultimates. And, I'm and the reason why I'm saying this is people are going to look at this and it's very confusing. Oh, it's about to get really confusing. So also know that the MCU changes everything into the most simple form. So. Even what you learn today from the show, if anything, forget about it when you go to see the movie, because they're probably going to simplify it even more than it already is. It go, it, there are so many origins to them. It's crazy. They're, they have they have given us, I think, at least three different origins, four different origins. And even in these new books that have been coming out with from Donny Cates and stuff, they contradict themselves for what the, the Eternal or the Celestials can actually do and what they're capable of. So, so Celestials are the big giant gods. Big giant gods, big giant space gods, but they they go they come from the first universe known as the firmament. 
And the firmament was, think of it, you know how we have eternity as the sentient universe, like if the universe got up and walked around, that's eternity, that's a major character in Marvel. Um, the firmament was that for the first universe. It was a sentient universe. And it created, because it was lonely, it created the aspirants. And the aspirants did whatever they could to make the firmament happy, including creating life. When they <laughs> told the firmament- His wife had a headache and it's like, I'm going to get you some aspirants. <laughs> um, so- when the firmament created the aspirants, the aspirants would do whatever they could to make the firmament happy, but eventually the celestials formed and rebelled against them because they believed that the creations they made should understand mortality. So they essentially wanted things to be destroyed and and remade to be something better. Uh, so that created a civil war between the, the aspirants and the celestials. They eventually created these like cosmic bombs that went off and, cr- and blew apart the firmament, creating the first multiverse. So the first cosmos was created from bits and pieces of the firmament. So the firmament kind of uh, like the big bang and then i'm gonna breeze through a, a about a couple millennia here uh the you the multiverse dies <laughs> and gets reborn <laughs> so the universe <laughs> the cosmos dies and reborn seven times before we get to eternity as we know eternity okay so that's so that's how we are in the, the normal level yeah oof. so then <laughs> originally what they would do is the celestials would go to planets across the universe and they would give it life and then they would tamper with the dream- genes to create the angelic heavenly versions of the eternals and then mess up the molecules and create the deviants and then to see which one would do better come back and judge the world and these are human-sized creatures yes but it's not just humans so for example the kree are the eternal versions of the kree the scrolls are the deviant versions of their race so this is something that they've been doing across the Marvel the Marvel universe forever. But it, there is a different set of of celestials in every universe and this is where newer books start to get crazy because as we know with Null in The King in Black, he existed in the void that all of a sudden Eternals or Celestials showed up and started creating life and stuff inside of so his void. So are the Morlocks the deviant versions of mutants? Uh yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you could say that. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, Thanos is a deviant eternal, right? Like that. There's a, there's an example for you. Um, but where this gets weird is that we've always known them to be the ones that have given life. Well, there's another. Er- this is this is where we start to get really weird. We get the horde, which is kind of like the evil. So if the celestials <laughs> create life, the horde is about destruction, uh, and they're like the opposite side of them. And they were chasing down one of the celestials who. Uh, Ends up on Earth. His blood kind of leaks into the planet, which is his blood is what gives life. And then the uh, the Celestials show up. This is what the the newer Jason Aaron's million BC um, Avengers. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. The the old. The, so anyway, they um, the Celestials show up looking for their fallen buddy um, who was dying, who got consumed by the Horde. Now uh, his so blood they took, on, only his blood creates life. So any life that he created, he has to bleed. So here's what this is what I'm saying is that they've they've all thrown in these celestial tidbits that don't seem to add up because how did that happen on the scroll world? Are you telling me a a a, a fallen celestial died on the home world of the scrolls and that's created life? Or is was it just unique with Earth? Because what also happened on Earth is that one of the celestial or one of the celestials, Tatum, Totem, Tatum, something, Chantic Tatum, Chantic Tatum, the celestial Chantic Tatum, also known as the Dreaming Celestial. He's dreamy. He, he tried to rebel against the other Celestials who essentially beat him up and, and held him in the planet, which is something that you could see in the Eternals movie, that there is what's known as the Sleeping Celestial underneath um, some mountain range um, in the, um, on Earth. Why so, do they like Earth so much? Because it's comics. 
and we live on Earth, and it's written for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, so, and honestly, I've said this from the beginning. When they announced an Eternals movie, I said that the only reason this movie exists is for them to use the word mutant. That's it. Because they messed around with humanity's genes, and they added a, a latent gene, the latent X gene, which in so many thousands of years would, under stress, show itself. And that's how we get mutants. So this is how you bring mutants into the MCU. It is the easiest We're going on a three-hour tour to get mutants? What and to see pretty colorful things. Mm. Yes. Absolutely, we're going on a three-hour tour to get I'll mutants. I'll be having a good time. A three-hour tour. <laughs> so, um, the Celestials, I mean... They aren't people you see often. No, they're like the Watchers. Well, when they, they, sh- they, when they have... show up, shit's see, bad. This is where it gets even crazier, because one of the origins of the, of the Celestials, they actually had a war with the Watchers. It's part of the reason why the Watchers don't get involved. With, well, no, that's not why the Watchers don't get involved. But they did have a, a, a war with the Celestials. How could you have a war with the Watchers? It's like a little, a little baby, like cute animal. You don't want to fight them. You might want to stomp their head in, but... So yeah, and then another, well, I I guess it's canon now because of Jason era Jonathan Hickman's New Avengers, I believe. But another big aspect of the Celestials is that the way that they have, I guess, children is that they impregnate planets. We talked about this before. Wow, wow. They uh, they just impregnate now, planets. It just went from PG to PG thirteen. Kids, they, they place their seed in a planet. Their seed. And, and the planet has to be a life-giving planet. You're going to spew. Spew into this. <laughs> um, so a, a life-giving planet can create celestials after Wrong they've pocket. been- Wrong pocket. they've been- imp- So remember we talked about Galactus being cosmic birth control because that's what Galactus <laughs> does is he consumes planets that uh, are life-bearing planets to make sure that the celestial population doesn't get out of control. Even though- What you're saying books- is he swallows things- so that there's no babies. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be like Unicron? <sighs> no. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take the this Death joke Star? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need a little help. And uh, the Death Star is there to help you, you know, you're, you're get the finish that you want. So yeah, that's uh, that's another big part. So you can bring in Galactus also with uh, with bringing in the Celestials to the Eternals movie. So you give us Galactus, you give us the all the the Heavenly Father people because they I, I forget what they're they're called. There's a whole team of them. Maybe what if we, the end of this movie doesn't give us mutants? It just gives us Galactus. They've brought so much attention to Earth because of the power wave that awoke and everything. And then when they win, Galactus is to be like, wait, there's life there. Yeah, then, what if that's the end credit scene? Is that we see gold, we see Silver Surfer flying overhead? You know, we just get that that bolt of silver light flying ba- uh, above, and then then you know we know Galactus is coming, which leads into Fantastic Four, so on and so forth. But I still think mutants will be the throwaway term, and that's why this movie doesn't matter. Like everyone keeps sucking. This them. movie should have been a series, a six episode Disney Plus series. You know what this should be. Instead of giving an Eternals movie, because nobody cares about the Eternals, nobody has an end credit scene. No, don't even just don't make the Eternals because nobody cares about them, and just give us a, a Disney Plus Marvel anthology series about the origins of Marvel. 
Like, just tell yeah, us like this. Like, a six episode. Like, this episode tells us this. Break down what they've done over the years into six to eight episodes. Because, like, like this is... Celestials get so crazy. Gaia's plays a big role. Like, for example, when the Deviants destroyed... We're gonna... Uh, the Deviants took over uh, Earth, essentially. The Celestials showed up and were like, we're gonna kill everybody. And Gaia showed up. The, the living embodiment of, of Earth shows up and grabs 12 individuals and says, like, see? Like, these 12 people are good. Don't kill us all. And then they don't. <laughs> that's how exciting that story is but my point is is that they, they they're just ex machina characters they very much are uh, uh they very much are or they're used to show how powerful a character is a, a, a la Noel. so for example nowhere in guardians of the galaxy that giant head that is the head of a celestial that Noel decapitated with the all black sword the necro sword which is what eventually becomes venom later on down the line so you can see how all this stuff ties together and why celestials play a pivotal role in how they all tie together because they really are the building blocks and cornerstones of life in the marvel universe regardless on what origin you give them because again they've had a million at this point because you like forget all the other like apocalypse and east on the searcher have a whole other story where apocalypse gets the abilities of a celestial which is why apocalypse is one of the x-men's greatest villains so my point being is that but I don't need to know about the molecules in the ground to understand I'm walking on it. Sure. But then but but for you, comics aren't that important for continuity wise. Some people that's all they think they, they fiend for that. That's what they like the, the Felix Hergoods <laughs> of the world are gonna love this. This is yeah. the kind of lore they're gonna love. Dude, you, like Mar Mauer, you don't seem to be the type to buy like Marvel encyclopedias or any of that those kind of books. You don't seem like that kind of person. I did, but only to look at the characters I cared about. So not to learn about other things? Like, I didn't care. Like, I never questioned why the Hulk got his powers from Gamma and other kills people. I just assumed, like, okay. to me. But you're but you're looking at it as a casual comic fan. Look at it as the the publisher. So you're Marvel uh, before the internet being, being flooded with letters from fans asking the most ridiculous questions that they now have to answer. Remember the, the stereotype <laughs> of we comic book fans. We didn't think about that shit when we wrote but, this. Period. <laughs> but no, all that was was Stanley going. We need to make that because these are these are Stanley Jack Kirby characters. Well, the Jack Kirby characters. I should just yeah. make sure I say that part. No, right. and I I get that they're. It's cool to if you want to go look about this. I just feel this is a waste of a spot and money where we could have had another Marvel film instead of this. I yes, like that's why it's more annoying. This is the equivalent of. Companies that don't use um, what what are those things called? Yeah, the rights. Like the rights will fall. You have to put it out, or else you no, lose. No, I was even saying it. that. Like <laughs> this is this is what happens when you don't use a focus group because nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like nobody. Yeah. Nobody asked for Eternals. Nobody needed that. Who? I just wouldn't you love the entire slate of the MCU just to be moved up one film? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on how this ties into everything. Like here, like here, for prime example for you, Mauer, I agree that the Celestials' origin being mysterious is probably important to who those characters are because if you start explaining too much, it loses a lot of its mystique and a lot of the wow, and it locks them down. Um, well, they're they're locked down at this point because Al Ewing's book is not old, <laughs> so like that's the aspirants and the war and the multiverse and how it is created. Uh, but for people out there who love this kind of lore, this these will be the most important characters to them because again, they are the building blocks 
of right. the MCU or about to be the building blocks of the MCU. Or we could be completely wrong and they retcon all of this and none of it matters because again, they've written themselves into weird corners in the in the comic world cuz a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. Like how are they traveling to other universes when there's also different versions of them in other universes? Like they're not multiversal beings. There are different versions of the, like the Mad Celestials come from Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run where there was the, the crazy Celestials showed up with um it's just when you try explaining things that were never meant to be explained and there's not one person doing it and there's not oversight, you, you kind of get people playing in sandboxes and there's always like a little bit of sand that gets tossed out. Like, oh, I'm going to go outside this line. I'm going to go outside this line. And now you're looking at a big mess of sand right. everywhere. And I feel like that's where we're at right now is all the sands outside of the sandbox and people need to like the Felixes of the world need to go, well, it all has to mean something. Well, sometimes people just write things because that's what fits that story. They had no plan for the future. They had no vision to the past. They were just writing yeah, something you, cool in the moment. You're looking at it as a reasonable fan who enjoys it, not not someone who's diehard, like who who believes in continuity has as, to. as the truest <laughs> form of, of storytelling. Like there are people out there who hate. Like for example, there uh, there are people who vehemently despise any Elseworld type story because it doesn't have continuity. The continuity is the thing that has kept them into comics. So for them, this is this is all very important. But what I think the wildest part about it is, is we were going to do a very different show for today. I didn't realize how wild the Celestials origin has become because of Jason Aaron's run on Avengers, because of um, Jonathan Hickman in Avengers, New Avengers and Fantastic Four. And just look at that. We've loved those runs and still it didn't make... Like we weren't thinking about the Eternals when we were reading those. At no point did we really go, "Oh, I want, I want to know more about the Eternals." When they show up, they do their cool thing. But you're even a fan of this stuff, and did you stop and go, "I want to go read an Eternals thing nope, now"? Because the, the very there, they I the, I look at the Celestials the same way I look at Eternity, uh, what Madam Lord Chaos, Madam what were they called? What was it? Two Lord, yeah. Lord Chaos and Madam something. Madam Time, I forget what they're the the cosmic entities. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. here's, did you know there's two one above alls? Two, not one, but two. <laughs> How can you be two? So there's there's the one there's above the one above all who created the fulcrum, who then created the aspirants, which then occur, in turn created the celestials. Well, one of the celestials was known as the one above all, who is essentially the leader of the celestials, and this is back in the old the Jack Kirby era. Uh, that was not the same as the one above all who created the universe that in, in, uh, that in turn created the one above all. That's how weird the origin of this yeah, group it's... gets. They're all over the place. So Celestials are cool because they show up and mean something important's happening or because of what they mean to the greater world of Marvel. But what I want, does it make me care about the Eternals? No. Does it mean I want a, a Celestial book? Absolutely not. Would I love a show that talks about the Celestials' origin to the Marvel Universe and eventually leads us to the modern day in the MCU? Would be incredible. But that's about as far as I want them. To show up as, as like occasional characters that push the plot forward, but that's about it. Like, I like the Dreaming Celestial. That was a very cool story. Know what would have been cool? A, uh, what was it? A show where, kind of like when Stanley used to explain something and then they would go into like little clips of it. Like something like that, almost like the old Disney with Walt Disney things where he had him in the beginning and he introduced it like in a celestial show where they talk about 
here's what was going on, here's what we were thinking, this is what the plan was, and then they show a little animated, not even a full, like a 15-minute animated story, and then they talked more about it, how it changed or how it impacted. Like, a documentary with stories mixed in would have been perfect sure. for the Eternals and the yeah, Celestials. Like, that's the kind of way where I enjoy them, because it's just facts, but I don't want to have to sit through their very convoluted... Sometimes long and drawn out, but they're, stories. it's they're just so important to the grand scheme of things, and that's why that's why they're worth talking about. Like, for example, have you ever have you ever wondered why in the Marvel universe there are gods, but yet people don't treat them like gods? Like, how come how come Norse mythology, Odin used to mess around with people all the time and then just stopped? Or Zeus, why did the gods stop messing with people? And that's because. During one of the hosts, the Celestials showed up and beat the piss out of all the father, the heavenly fathers, and said, "We, you got to have these people stop. Uh, you got to stop messing with their lives, and they can't worship you anymore." So, to explain where modern our mythology has come from and why it is stopped, Celestials are the answer. So they're like the Catholics just let them go be crazy because there's no stopping them. <laughs> But everybody else, yeah, all, all the <laughs> other gods are sitting together, going, "What are we going to do about this?" Get there, just get stomped by the Celestials, and then the Celestials say, no one can worship you anymore, and they went, cool, all right, we're good with that, and that's why... They're like, what about that guy Jesus over there? They're like, don't get so when you So go to the MCU when Tom Holland says that we now learn about Thor in my physics class, that's because of the Celestials. The fact that he wasn't always in the physics <laughs> class is because of the Celestials. That's the point I'm trying to make, is that they, they if you... If you have an, a question about life in the Marvel Universe, more than likely the <laughs> Celestials are involved in some which way. I would just love to see the 12-year-old kid going, you know, that's a god. They don't worship them anymore. I want to know why, you know? But it wasn't uh, a 12-year-old kid. Mauer, comment. What? It, it was comment. <laughs> then they yes. start mouthing off, and then one of the Celestials comes down and reprimands <laughs> them. Dude, the... the Pistol whips so them like Ray Liotta that's and exactly what the deviants did when they when they took over people. So the the deviants took over over the Earth, and then then the Celestials showed up like, "What the hell's going on?" And the deviants immediately attacked the Celestials, and the Celestials were like, "All right, this is stupid," and just wiped them out. Like just a wave <laughs> of the hand was like, "All right, we're done with this." So they're, like, they're the Eternals are not fighting the Celestials. Let's just get that out of the way. Eternals can resurrect. They they are essentially immortal. Like they they can't die of disease and stuff. But you could kill us uh, an immortal just by beating them to death and uh the celestials would a hundred percent beat them to death <laughs> like there is no there's no fight between them so they are not they're the main villains but they're not the main villains because again like galactus they don't they're not really villains they're just cosmic things they're like they're like you know how you know how insurance <laughs> treats like hurricanes of acts of god well these are the acts of god somebody should write deadpool stories specifically putting like contradictory things into it and not explain them and refuse to explain them. So people like Felix are like, that's what, what that's not connected. That's not continuity. Like just completely break continuity and Deadpool. Cause it would fit him, but also it would drive those fans bonkers. That would be pretty funny. Uh, I would be, I would be, very, I would be very <laughs> into watch and I would be the one to introduce Mr. Herga to that book. Hey, you need to read this buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like all of a sudden, he brings the original Marvel back, but as Captain Marvel, and doesn't explain it. They're just doing things. He's like, "All right, bud, see you later." Well, they're you about know. to, <laughs> like, that's about to happen in Silver Surfer. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Going off your, um, oh, it's like Moon Knight. It was like me and the new that what was that Moon Knight run? 
All new, all different moon night. Oh yeah. Where I was like, I can't do this. I can't. It, that that continuity messed with my head. I couldn't. Like I, I needed a bit more cohesiveness than what that book was offering me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's like there's time and place, but that book to me is what every Eternals and Celestial story is. Like that one run of Moon Knight, of the nonsensical like being all wordy just to explain this one little thing that happened. Like, that's every story I've ever, ever read with the Celestials. Well, I could be wrong. Uh, so, Baby Huey, just double-check if I'm wrong about this. But didn't the new gods come before Eternals? So, Jack Kirby left Marvel, went to DC, created the new gods, created the fourth <laughs> world, all that stuff. Then left, D- then left DC, went back to Marvel, and still wanted to make his new god books, and it created the Eternals. I think that's how it goes. I could have them backwards where he made the Eternals and then got mad and went over to DC to create the new gods. But one of them predates the other and they're not that they're similar. The same they're thing. Not, they're, but the, the idea of like cosmic gods was obviously a big deal to Jack Kirby. Because, I mean, uh, once I think, he was given the opportunity to write, he... At new gods were 71. I don't know the other, other date. 76, 76 for Eternals. Returns. Returns were 76. So, so he was he was still on the high of New Gods with Apocalypse and Orion and and uh, the All Father and all, all of that stuff from DC with Darkseid and all. And then he comes back and he's like, all right, well, now we've got Celestials and Eternals and Deviants. <laughs> so they're not the same, but you they're aesthetically they're not far off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and listen, people are gonna go see this movie just because. One, it's a new movie. I got tickets already. Are you kidding me? I'm there. Two, it looks pretty. Yep. Three, it's got movie stars in it. True. Like that's all. Like this, the story for this is probably seventh or eighth on the list of reasons why people are going to go see this movie. Celestials are pretty high on my list for seeing the movie. Celestials are higher on my list than Icarus is. Like, the actual cast of the Eternals, I'm more intrigued by seeing the Celestials on the screen I, than I am then. The, my top reason, Selma Hayek. My second <laughs> that's a good reason, reason. That's a good reason. Selma Hayek, if you get what I'm saying there. That's a, that's a very good reason. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I got you. That's a, good, that's a good one. That's a good one. But still, this movie's going to make a lot of money. And it's gonna ha- it'll probably get a sequel because it's still going to make a lot of money regardless of if it's good or bad. Like, it's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is a billion-dollar franchise. Remember that. Keep that for in the back no of your head. reason. Because it's a Marvel property. It's all. That's it. That's it. Well, we shall see. Oh yeah, um, Friday. You guys have all seen it now. This movie could be, have nothing to do with anything I just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Menti leaves the theater and goes, "I was way off." Samsonite. <laughs> uh, yeah, and let's hope. Whatever outcome of the movie is, Marvel learns from it. <laughs> like, maybe we should have made, like, Disney Plus seems to be doing well. This probably could have been a Disney Plus product. We probably didn't need all those. Like, if they don't make huge money after paying all those salaries of giant actors in it. Like, this is the first film where they cast movie stars in the roles. Yeah, but that also might mean that they, like, they went into this knowing they're not making a sequel. Like I, I, again, I don't think they went. They, this is very much setting the stage for all of Phase Four. Like this, but is, I think they knew they needed movie stars to pull people into this. Hundred <laughs> percent, because it's the Eternals, and nobody cares. Nobody. But when you say Selma Hayek, <laughs> Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, and 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 Game of Thrones, 
Here's yeah. what I think happened. Kevin Feige was he wanted to find out how much actual stroke he had with Disney and Marvel. <laughs> so he decided I'm going to take the most obscure concept in Marvel <laughs> and, and spend the most on actors. Spend the most money probably. I don't know the budget for it, but yeah, and see if I can get away with it. And he did. So we'll see what happens. I have a feeling what we're going to see for the next 2 years is going to be these expansive, gigantic, cosmic, and multiversal-based stories that when it comes time for the X-Men, we go back to being very small and grounded and then branch back out with the Kree and stuff like the, like the X-Men did. It'll stay centered with the core X-Men team for a while, telling X-Men-based stories, and then eventually become the, the monotony and chaos that X-Men becomes with as far as the cosmic landscape is concerned. This had a $200 million budget. What was the budget of Endgame? Oh, mm. Endgame? Well, they, they did both together. It they was, got, was it a billion dollars for the two of them or something like crazy like that? <laughs> and that was like $500 million per movie oh, Endgame for, was for probably... Infinity War and Endgame? $356 million. All right. Is that it's still a pretty big budget for <clears throat> the Eternals. Well, that's again. I don't see it. I don't see them making more than this movie. I think they're just using this movie to set the this this movie is a, is a is a an annual. You know what I mean? It's an annual for a comic. It's setting the stage. It is it is writing out what the old writers did, writing in what the new writer wants. This, this will make its money back easily. 100%. If you could trade Hawkeye into a film and this into a six part series, wouldn't you? No. I would just want no. them both to be serious, to be honest. Honestly, I don't want this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm entirely, I'm going to see it because they made it, but I don't want, no, again, nobody asked for Eternals. I don't want this movie. I'm going to see it because it's a, it's a Marvel movie that they offered and it, you know, it's in theaters and it's Marvel. All right. Well, I'm bored. Good. I'm going to go, this might be the first Marvel movie I watch on Twitter. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but Menti, do that thing, and we'll be back on Wednesday with a review. <laughs> I'm sure you're real. You're all excited after this. Um, yeah, you can find the show. Welcome to Fireside Everywhere Online. It's Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew, and you can also go to YouTube, which is also Welcome to Fireside, and go to Moshko Collects, buy some stuff, support that man, keep supporting the show by liking, commenting, rating, subscribing, all that stuff, and everyone who does, thank you very much. We truly appreciate you. Once again, I am Menti. I'm Moshko, and I'll look forward to that review. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Mauer. If this is your first issue hearing, I promise you, they're a lot more entertaining. This is just the Eternals and the best we could do. <laughs> There's only a back catalog of 600 issues to uh, listen to, so take your pick. Of any other ones, <laughs> and they're more entertaining. Now, um, we'll see what happens. I want to be wrong for this one because I, I want more Selma Hayek in my life. You're, dude, this movie's going to make money, and it'll get at least a part two. With Selma Hayek? I don't think she's going anywhere. She's going to make a lot of money. Alrighty then. Deuces. Part de. Part de. Haboom! Haboom!